0: c a
1: tl talk radio season 6 episode 11 welcome to season 6 episode 11 of tl talk radio i'm lynn funey hatton
2: And I'm Randy Zickenfoos. Today, we're speaking with Dustin Hensley, a librarian at Elizabethton High School in Elizabethton, Tennessee. If you listen to our podcast, Shift Your Paradigm, Dustin spoke with us recently about Elizabethton High School in episode 48. Dustin recently published an article about the role of librarians in school transformation. We're looking forward to learning more about that topic today from Dustin.
1: So welcome back to our podcast, Dustin. Glad to have you here with us this morning.
3: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Let's get this conversation started with a personal story about how you became so passionate about a librarian working in a learner-centered library environment.
3: So I guess we'll go back to why I became a librarian in the first place. When I was in college, I was going to be a history teacher. And as I was going into my introductory education classes, all of it was so much about how to trick students into learning what they don't want to learn about. Like, you need to be able to get them engaged, you need to do this and do that to make sure they're learning. And it seemed so unnatural to me that you have to trick someone into learning. I just think about children, all they want to do is learn. All they want to do is learn how to read and what's this, what that, please explain it to me. Like, they want to know so much. And it really made me start thinking, like, what or why do children lose the passion to want to learn? So I wanted to still work with young people, and I wanted to be able to help them learn more and I was trying to think what in the school environment allows you to do that in a position. Uh, So I was at the time I was working after school program and I was working in the library and tutoring. And I just kind of looked around where I was at and thought this is the perfect place. This is where it allows you to take those students and really cultivate their self-interest that they get to pick what they're learning about. So that's why I wanted to go into being a librarian is so I could really help students uh, where they are Find what they want to know and how they can know more about it.
2: So I love this idea of challenging that assumption that we have to trick kids into learning. <laughs> um, there's so many things that we do in education that we probably don't even really question. I love that idea that you we're perplexed by that idea that we have to trick kids uh, into learning something. So let's uh, connect to your article. In your article, you share that libraries serve an important purpose for one of their main commitments is to cultivate self-interest in learners and equip them with the skills to independently evaluate sources of information. So why is this important for our learners?
3: So I think it's even more critical today than it's ever been with this massive influx of information that we have in the internet, how readily available it is i'm sure anyone that has a facebook has seen everyone sharing these articles from like you just read the url like surely this could not be a legitimate source but people just believe whatever they read uh, i guess there's just this um, long-standing trust of what's in a paper what's being reported is true so being able to help young people develop that skill in that sense of how do i verify this information how do i know if i can trust this or not Uh, just because again there is so much information out there um before we as educators were the standard bear we were the way for people to get information and now it's everywhere there's way too much information Uh, we're moving towards being in a learning economy that every single company in the world is a learning company that they're taking information about who you are what you do what will get you to buy our products Uh, Your room is going around your house and getting the layout of your house and sending (laughs) it back to the company so they know how to better sell you other things. So being able to really understand information is really important, but also just being cultivating cultivating the self-interest that a lot of times in education, we are teaching our students to need us. That if we're the one giving the information, when we're gone, where are they going to get it from? So if we can help train students that this is how you find what you need to know about and do it the right way, then they don't need us anymore. So we're not teaching reliance. We're teaching self-reliance so they can go out and get what they need and learn more about what they want to learn about and grow stronger in that.
1: So in addition to learning what they want to learn about, you also want them to be able to learn those competencies. So we have all of this information. It no longer has to be sort of filling the learner's brains as little buckets, as you say, information is readily available, and now we want students to be able to do something with that information. And how can a library support a competency-based education?
3: Traditionally, the library is the quiet place where (laughs) everyone comes in and they're silent and there's a librarian that shushes people. Um, But now they're moving more towards how do we take this information that we have collected and we've um, curated and attempting to transfer. But how So traditional libraries are just about that collection of information and just basically transferring it to a student. So now how do we do more with that? How do we get towards, how do we create information or generate new thought in this space that we have? Uh, so a lot of libraries right now are moving towards being maker spaces or just some type of maker movement. Um, there is a really great hashtag on Twitter for MacGyver librarianship where you can take this existing structure that you have, which usually is not that friendly for doing new and collaborative things. How do you take this space and do something better with it um, and design it for student use? So as librarians, we try to really um, model the collaboration that students need to be able to do um, working with classroom teachers. So we really wanna be able to um, all of those competencies, that whether well, it's the twenty-first century skills or the content skills, like we have all the content there, already in the library, the, the books there, whatever. Well, the order of content they need to learn, we have it possessed. We've already curated that for them. So now it's how do we model the twenty-first century skills and how do you take that information and apply it? Uh, so trying to be models of those competencies as a librarian
2: is really important. So that idea of modeling as a librarian sounds like maybe it's one of those things that shifts not only because the context of education is changing, but as we move more from a school-centered way of doing school to more of a learner-centered way, what other areas might change in terms of the role of the librarian as we move from school-centered to learner-centered? What would you tell your fellow librarians that they need to to shift or change as the yeah, system so, changes?
3: Yeah, definitely so. Um, something I get a lot is where I went into librarianship young um, people ask me like why did you go into that because that's a dying career Uh, books are going away so your career is going to go away and books go away (laughs) Um, so the way I think about it is that books are just a medium for transferring information and that's the same thing as if you go on a computer and go to a website that's a a medium for transferring information so being able to understand how uh, librarianship now is information science so how is information best curated and preserved? So something that we're doing in our school library um, is trying to use technology to preserve information. So we've created an archive in our school. So we're digitizing uh, archives for the city um, and also for our school as well. Mm. So however you can take the new technology that's coming out and not be afraid of it. Um, A lot of librarians have left the profession just because they're afraid of the technology Uh, Because people go into the job because they love books. I feel like that's the worst reason possible to be a librarian just Mm. because you like books. Because it's much more than that. So as we're shifting away from the traditional quiet place to a place where collaboration can happen, because it's very rare that actual good work is accomplished in silence. (laughs) I can't think of a time in my life where I was doing something really productive and there was nothing happening except me just sitting in silence. (laughs) I I know there's times for that and there's need for that. Like I have a place in my library for silent time, and quiet time Um, that's needed. But if actual thought is going to be created and something be accomplished, being able to be okay with noise is something that's weird for the library. Like there are teachers in my school that are really upset that noise happens in the library. Um, So it's an acceptance, not just from librarians, how we move forward, but teachers as well and every stakeholder understanding what is the purpose of this space. Just going towards the learner-centered environment. How do I utilize relationships with students to best give them what they need? For me, building a relationship is the most important thing in my job. That if I don't know about them, then I can't get them to what they need and I'm failing them. So if I can build a relationship with a student on a personal level, and that really helps me get them to what they need information wise and resource wise. So I know that that involves talking, which is scary for libraries, but being very open to having students come in and make it build an actual human relationship. And as a librarian, never having to be a judge of them is really helpful mm-hmm. because I never have to evaluate their work. I'm just there to learn with. Mm-hmm. So being a co-learner, and being accepting of who they are as people, like really helps them want to do more in the library Mm -hmm. and be there and be around information more. Um, Whenever I came in to be the the librarian at my school, uh, just from trying to build relationships, our book circulation went up 65%. Mm -hmm. So I saw that that was successful in just making kids wanna be there, whether that be me being in the hallways being ridiculous and dressing up and doing silly things whatever it took to get them in the space, then I've already won. I've accomplished my job that now I have them there and I can learn about them and give them what they need to grow and be better.
1: So as a librarian, you mentioned a couple of things that are really interesting interesting and that we are connecting with this idea of relationships and developing relationships and co-learning and co-creating these opportunities. And I don't know if you know about Salisbury Township School District that we have a profile of a graduate or that you've heard some of that work. And our profile of a graduate articulates knowledge, skills, and dispositions for our graduates. So, um, you know, for example, knowledge, the core content, digital literacy, health and wellness literacy, and for skills, create bravely, and communicate, collaborate, um, and dispositions, things like risk-taking and curiosity. So when you think about knowledge, skills, and dispositions, and as a librarian creating a safe space, and developing relationships with learners to better know them, how could libraries support students in developing um, this knowledge, skills, and dispositions?
3: Yeah, definitely. So... I've already kind of got this a little bit. Sorry about moving ahead on you guys. Um, So just the modeling and helping understand them. And as a librarian, knowing what this idea of what a graduate is inside the school and having that shared vision really helps. Like we're actually doing this work right now in our school. We're creating a new profile of a graduate and mission and vision. And um, I've been put on that team to help that. So being able to be involved in what the school's trying to create, not that our students are products, but what we want to see in our graduates that we want to work towards them having by the time they graduate like that really helps me know, okay, how? what are these specific things and how do I work towards getting them there? So whether that is um, purchasing resources for teachers to use, that I can collaborate with them, whether they come to the library, I go to their classroom. Um, and again, working with students, most importantly, and talking with them and knowing, how do I get you to that point? What is it that I need to do? Uh, Because I like to think of the librarian job as a service position, I'm just there to help. Um, I'm not just there to oversee a space and inventory books. So what are those specific things, like what are those skills and dispositions that you need to gain before you leave? And then, okay, where are you, that helps with the relationship building. So okay, student, where are you on this journey? Where are you trying to get? How can I help you with the resources that I have here in this room? And if I don't have them, how can I get those for you? Is there a way that there's something that I can purchase that I can bring to you? Or there's something we can research together to get there? So, again, the the heart of everything in this different shift for librarianship is just relationships with those students.
2: So what I really appreciate about the conversation today is you... Dustin, are really working to transform the role of the librarian and the role of libraries in this evolving um, ecosystem of learning. And I think that uh, lots of new ideas, so I'm making some connections there. Let's uh, move on to some of our uh, rapid response questions. Are you ready for those? I think so. So who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about this idea of shifting librarians' roles?
3: So uh, not that I've found there's very few that are thinking about libraries inside learner centered specifically, like for this shift, but there are a lot that doing, doing some really cool things about how do you uh, make sure the space is being used for creative and generative thought. So a really good one is Katie Darty from North Buncombe High School in North Carolina. Um, she's on Twitter. You can find her there. So she's got some really awesome ideas of how you can really involve students in creating new things for the space. Like... Not just like, I made something new, do you enjoy it? But how do I get the students to really be fully on board and making this space what it is, making sure that they feel like they belong
2: here? Right. All right, second question. If you were recommending one book to our listeners, what would it be? Okay, a librarian loves this question, right?
3: That's the hardest question ever. Just one. Just one. Anything by Tom Vander Ark is excellent. I um, absolutely love Tom Vander Ark, uh, Tony Wagner. I'm not, I'm not getting one book, I'm so sorry. Uh, Deeper Learning by Monica Martinez.
2: And then the last question, what online site resource or person do you personally learn from regularly?
3: So I spend a lot of time on getting smart. So um, there's a lot of awesome discussions happening there, whether it be about the future of learning, um, technology, how to utilize like, things like blockchain and following student journeys, uh, transcripting. So uh, definitely a lot of awesome conversations about school transformation, also the economy we're moving towards because of all this technology.
2: And um, the Getting Smart site is where we found one of your articles. So uh, we'll be sure to link all of the articles that you shared with us previously, as well as those things that you just shared in our rapid response questions. So thank you.
1: I'm Not a problem. Thank you very much, Dustin.
2: Oh, thank you all.
1: Thanks for sharing those additional resources. And last question for us, Dustin, what's next for you? What are you working on that you'd like to share with our listeners?
3: What's immediately next is I'm going over to High Tech High across the road uh, for their fall conference. So excited about that. Um, So right now in my school, I'm really trying to work towards how do we make sure student voice is truly being honored and listened to. Um, So just looking at different ways that we can make sure um, that we are giving them ample opportunity to speak out and also how do we develop their agency to do so because um, they're their students that are already inclined to speak out for themselves they have that social and cultural capital built in already but how do we develop agency in every learner so that they can tell us what they need both physically emotionally and academically
1: thanks so much for sharing and thank you also for joining us today dustin
3: Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me again.
1: To learn more about Dustin's work, um, you can visit the links in the show notes. There is um, a couple. There are a couple links to Dustin's different articles, as well as a link to episode 48 for Shift Your Paradigm, if you are interested. And we link to that deeper learning and getting smart, a favorite site of ours as well. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about, with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question. How does your library support learner-centered education? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 6, Episode 11. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring an innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Dustin.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.